do Welcome With Me Propaganda. All right. All right. How are you doing today? Uh, hey. <laughs> All right. So uh, we want to just kick it off. We're going to, um, I'll ask a couple questions up here and then uh, we'll open it to you guys to ask some questions too. And so just be thinking of things that you would want to know. So I'm going to ask you first, uh, would you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the music business? Sure. Um, I feel so far away from y'all. Like nobody else is going to sit up here. It's just, uh, okay. Um, so I, uh, I fell in love with hip hop pretty young. Um, just sort of just in the neighborhood I was in, uh, and um, it, it's almost like, you know, every kid kind of rides a skateboard, but nobody thinks about going pro, you know, you just, we saw all ride skateboards, you know what I'm saying, and maybe there's one or two kids that are like, well, you're amazing, so maybe for you, but you know what I'm saying, so hip-hop for me, or doing music for me was just kind of that, like, I, I went to college, I got my master's in education, I taught high school for six years. I thought I would. I thought that's what I was gonna do, you know. But the whole time, as those things, every milestone in school, were those same years. I had milestones in music, you know. So uh, the first year I got hired full time to teach was the first my first record deal, um, and so yeah, I had no delusions of grandeur, you know. Uh, it was something that like I felt like I would always do just because I enjoy it. Um, and so that was hip hop specifically. Poetry was in college and I was really just had a crush on a girl. Uh, and um, yeah, she was like an upperclassman. She was like a junior, I was a freshman. She was like total like little like freedom fighter, a little poet girl. You know, in college, you know everything. So like, you know, she, she and I believed everything she said, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, so she um, invited me to like a, a poetry slam, like an open mic. And she was she was the first one to say, "Yo, you could, you'd probably be good at poetry, at spoken word." And I was like, "Well, okay, you know." So <laughs> so I went, and then I fell in love with the genre, you know. And uh, it just harkened back to um, music and and words and and rhyme that kind of harkened to sort of the music my father would play, you know, when I was younger. Uh, you know the, um, you know the last poets and uh, you know Marvin Gaye and um, you know some records my father would play and just the things like Nina Simone would say where she would say like music is supposed to discern the times you know and I felt like these were so when I walked into this like poetry world I was like that's it like that's and and the type of hip hop I fell in love with sat in that sort of narrative stream of like you're discerning the times you know what i'm saying and um uh, uh art as prophetic if you will so like that's that's so that's like the i guess the the shortened version of the long one but just essentially like it was um uh rap was just sort of one part of an entire experience i think i'm looking around y'all old enough to know you know when i say hip-hop like i'm also talking about breakdancing and you know, graffiti and DJs where they're like actual records, you know what I'm saying? So like that's, for me it was that, you know what I'm saying? Where there was a whole like entire experience and rap was just one part of it, you know what I'm saying? So like I fell in love with it, the culture. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have, um, do you have like a general theme or do you have like specific things that you try to get across with your music? Yeah, so I, um, I double majored in illustration and intercultural studies. Uh, so I still, um, think like a sociologist, 
uh, and and I I I try to mic music, which might be a little different than you know worship music, which is like I'm putting words into the you know into the mouth of the believers, and it's the, and it's supposed to be accessible, you know, and sing alongable. I I write very dense music. Um, it's more of a, a G.K. Chesterton than it is, you know. Uh, I'm more I'm more Chuck D than Chuck Stanley, you know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, so um, I, uh, I I I I write music that's more commentary or more descriptive rather than prescriptive. I don't I don't I feel like it's y'all's it's y'all's job as pastors to like prescribe. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm not I don't know these kids. I'm not shepherding them. You are. So you guys prescribe. You let me describe. You know what I'm saying? So for me. Um, I, I, it's a lot of social commentary, um, and I, I come from a home where my parents were heavily involved in the civil rights movement, so I come from a home of, that we saw no conflict between gospel justice and, and, uh, there wasn't, there is nothing to reconcile. They are, they're married, you know what I'm saying? So I came from a home that understood that, um, and that music you know, and, and, and a person's experience moving through life and culture is a part of the whole narrative arc of redemption. You know what I'm saying? So I write music that speaks on an, a lot of political things, a lot of social things, a lot of racial issues. Um, but in the light of, from a, from a position of whether it's storytelling or um, me being like I'm reconciled, like I'm reconciled with Christ. So since me being reconciled with Christ, that means I'm reconciled with my brother and my sister, right? Which means that if I'm reconciled with you as my brother and my sister, I can speak freely. You understand what I'm saying? So be be nervous when somebody's not speaking freely around you. You know what I'm saying? Me, I don't trust you. So for me, I'm like I I consider you. You're on the team. We're in the family. So. There's nothing, there's nothing my daughter can do to make her not my daughter. You understand what I'm saying? There's no words she can say to me. That's, so that means that I want her to speak freely. You know what I'm saying? So I make music in a lot of ways that are speaking freely uh, of myself, my own experience, or trying to give voice to those who, whose voices aren't being heard often. That's awesome. I, just kind of playing off that, I'd love to hear, um, help us understand, because right now, obviously, in our country, there's just, there's yeah. so much tension. There's yeah. so many just horrific stories we're hearing about uh, just racial actions and just all these things that are, are rising up. How, can you help us as youth pastors and youth leaders um, know how we can help reconcile that gap, how we can yeah. uh, speak about those things? Yeah, I, I, would, I would say, I would say, I, I would put it into three spaces. Uh, and it, it would be like dignity, unity, and compassion, right? Um, and, uh, okay, so when you, when you, we, we often, we often have these two hills that, that we stand on, right? So we have the hill of truth and we have the hill of reconciliation, right? Um, and most of the time we're yelling at each other, right? You're like, can we all just get along? So that's the reconcile part, right? But the truth side is saying, no, we have stuff we need to deal with, Right? If you, if you, if any of y'all are married, you understand, you can't skip these things. They have to go together, right? You could try to just be like, let's just watch the movie. Babe, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> that means you skipped truth. You understand what I'm saying? Like you skipped it. You trying to just get to, you can't. You understand what I'm saying? Right? 
So you, you can't skip it. We want to get to there, but you got to go through. But at the same time, you can't stay at truth to be like, because if I love the person next to me, the purpose of me saying and dealing with these harsh things is to get to that. So you can't. So I would say, first of all, understand that is not only our experience among each other, but the same experience because they're not like y'all get this. Youth are not JV humans. You know what I'm saying? They're not junior bar. They're not humans, kind of. They're humans like we're humans. You understand what I'm saying? So they're dealing with the same things you're dealing with. You understand what I'm saying? Right? So, um, so, so, that, so that reigns true with them, too. Now, going back to those, those three things, dignity has to do with uh, image barrenness, right? And that would mean that the totality of a person's personhood is a part of is on purpose, right, right? So when you look at the term create, right, uh, I'm getting all theological on you, but like uh, to the ancient, that means it's not molecules. He's talking about like to give purpose and set in order. Like that's what create. So like when you're reading Genesis, you gotta, you gotta say what, what question is this book answering? The question he's answering is like, do things have order, right? Is it out of whack? And is there purpose? You understand what I'm saying? It's like, yes, there is purpose. You're, my image was placed on you. I've set this thing in order. And once it's in order, I can rest. But things are now out of order, right? And the rest of the story is him setting it back. You understand what I'm saying? So, so there's dignity in the totality of who you are, right? In the totality of, that, of, of, that, of your neighbor, right? So my first challenge is like, is you affirm the totality of that person's dignity or image bearer, um, and 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 to 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 push at you um, when you're a when you're a part of dominant culture, and I'm gonna use that term because dominant subdominant motif isn't always by color. Like it depends on where you are in the world. You understand what I'm saying? If you got a tribe that just happens to be more powerful than another tribe, then that's still dominant subdominant, right? So um, anyway. So when, so, but when you're a part of the dominant culture, you start using terms like regular, normal, the way it goes, right? Well, it's only regular because you're in charge. You understand what I'm saying? It's not normal. People come to my house and say, yeah, your house is really ethnic. First of all, everyone's house is ethnic, right? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We're going to go get some ethnic food. All food is ethnic. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You understand? It's because that, that concept otherizes. Does that make sense? So that means your culture is the norm. Right? Your experience is the norm, and they're the other. Well, that's not affirming dignity. You understand what I'm saying? Affirming dignity is, is saying, no, we are image bearers. You understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and recognizing that, you know what I'm saying, as a dominant culture, you have one, and it's not the norm. It's just your culture. You understand what I'm saying? Right? So, 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 we, so when you learn to affirm that in, in the student, there's now, I feel like my, my personhood is not in question, right? So if my personhood is not in question, then now if I'm hurt, if, if, there are, if there's an experience that this person is trying to articulate to you, right, um, one, that person doesn't feel the pressure to have to, like, unpack so much backstory. Does that make sense? A lot of times that's the hard part where it's like there's so much back. Like I have to explain to you why I'm justified being hurt. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas like if, if I just walked in and was like, yo, my father passed away. Like nobody would ask me, hey, was your, you just throw your arms around me, right? Like you don't have to explain. It's like, well, you know, your dad was a thug. 
say that to me right now? You know what I'm saying? So like, so so but so but 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 when you but when you understand this person's dignity and that the dignity comes from the father, right? Just like yours does, then I, I, I there, there's there's a certain safety and a freedom around you. Then the next one would be uh, uh, compassion, um, which has to do with um, leveraging and giving away power, right? So so I think the best example, obviously, is Jesus, right? Um, where of him leveraging his access to the Father, right, for us who don't have access, right? Um, but what I would push you to do, and this is the challenge that happens in my own house, right? Because um, one of my mentors said that, I was like, man, sometimes like with my, my wife has a PhD in educational policy, so she's brilliant, right? It's just, uh, there's another way around it. I don't know how else to explain it. She's smarter, right? But I understand where I live. I'm a dude. I have privilege. There's another way around it. Dudes have privilege. You understand what I'm saying? So I try my best, even though she's smarter, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like to leverage that, you understand what I'm saying, for her good. But the challenge somebody gave me was like, yo, you can leverage power, but what about giving it? What does it look like to give away power? He's like, that's really that's what Jesus did. He gave it away, right? So, and that and that's what compassion says. Compassion elevates giving away power over being right says that being right is now not the point. You understand what I'm saying? So 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 when you so when you so when you have that position then then you've elevated a position of compassion greater than any other cuz I, I I mean I, that's what I see Jesus did. Right? He 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 elevated that over other things. And then the last one is 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 this idea of unity which again ties back to our image bearing this, right? And what unity is not is sameness. Unity is not uniformity. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you look at when you look at Revelation, when Christ has redeemed all of humanity, what we see is a great multitude, right, of every tribe and every tongue, which means that my ethnicity is a part of the redemptive arc because it shows up in Revelation. I didn't stop being black. You understand what I'm saying, right? Once Jesus saved me, I ain't, no, like, what do you want me to tell you? And what am I, what am I going to become after that? You understand what I'm saying, right? So, so if you, if you can think of like, uh, let me see. So my wife is, uh, my wife, I talked about her, she's first generation Mexican, right? So on top of being brilliant, um, there's, I don't know how many of y'all live among like Latino communities, but on the corner in every most Latino communities, I grew up in LA, so they're really on every corner. It's the fruit, that lady, right? So it's a lady with a cart, and she's just got this fresh fruit. Y'all tripping. It's the most amazing. It's $5. Like, it's $5. It's a bucket of fresh fruit, right? It's phenomenal. Um, so always learn a little Spanish so you could ask for that. And, and they give you more if you speak. Anyway, I just, I, from the hood, I know how it works, right? So anyway, um, so, the, so after she hands you that, the first thing she's going to say is, con chile y limón. Right? So she's going to ask me if I want to put like, like chili powder and lemon all over it. I think that's ridiculous. Because I'm like, why I want a lemon-flavored mango? I want, a, I want a mango-flavored mango. That doesn't make any sense to me. My wife is like, yes. So, and it's drowned in it. And I'm like, I don't taste any fruit. It just tastes like chili and lemon. I don't understand. She's like, oh, yeah, it's perfect. And I'm like, it could be wood chips under that thing. You don't... You just taste the chili. Like, what are we talking about, right? So I'm like, so then I started thinking in my head, you just love the flavor of chili and lemon. So then when I go meet her grandmother in Mexico City, we're stopping by, we're walking down the street uh, to go 
pick up one of her cousins from work, and there's a dude on the street corner, follow me, cooking and selling fried chicken. I was like, I might move down here. <laughs> on the street corner? Like, this is amazing, right? I was like, this, we have more in common than we think, right? So, um, so, so, so she was like, yo, you want some chicken? I was like, yes, I want some, what? Yes, I want some chicken. A breast and a thigh, let's go, right? So, so they gave me the chicken, and then the dude goes, con chile y limón? I was like, on the chicken? So I just, I was like, so it just, it just, it just, it just landed for me. I'm like, you just like that flavor, right? So I'm like, so that sameness, right? It's just that flavor. I don't believe we're called to that. I believe we're called to be seasoning, right? Where we bring out in each other the natural beauty that's already in you. You understand what I'm saying? That's what seasoning does. We don't, you don't take a big amazing salad and just doused it in ranch. You understand what I'm saying? Nah, man, you, you know, you put all the, you know, you go from LA, right? So you like to taste the ranch, right? There it is. That's fine. That's sameness. You're like, I don't want to taste the salad. I want to taste the ranch. That's my point. You understand what I'm saying? Right? I'm like, no, there's beauty under there. There's, you know, there's lettuce and tomato and jalapenos because I'm from LA and, and apparently strawberries, which is why uh, that's why I actually love that I have white friends, because I had no idea you could put fruit in a salad. Like, y'all put strawberries in it? I'm like, this is brilliant. Why did How did I miss this, right? I was like, y'all been doing this the whole time? It's amazing. We need each other, man. Just like, just like y'all need black people in your life, because you can, you, you, look, cook the kale. Why y'all always eating kale raw, man, and for breakfast? You having it for breakfast, man? What are you doing? Cook it. It's phenomenal. Put some vinegar on it. I'm telling you. Come over. I'll show you how to use some kale. Eat some kale. Blend it and put it in a smoothie. What's wrong with you? Cook it. Anyway, we need each other. The point is, the point is that unity, again, it's 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 that it's that unity that says, I've affirmed your dignity, your personhood is is necessary for me to become the believer that God has called me to be, right? So when you have that position, then the power dynamic changes, which is, would be my challenge to any youth group or any youth leader. Now, keep, bear in mind, I'm not one, right? So far be it for me to tell you how to do your job. I'm not the expert, right? Far be it for me to tell you how to do your job. I'm not the expert. I think it's, sometimes I think it's, it's a bit preposterous sometimes. And I'm like, I'm a touring artist. Like, I roll out of the bed at 11 to catering. You understand what I'm saying? And the kids pay me to see me. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, our situation is very different. So, like, I'm not the expert. Don't listen to me. But, uh, but I would say this. When I did teach high school, one of my best lessons I learned was, like, when you change the power dynamic, then, like, information doesn't just flow from the top down. The learning just doesn't come from me down. The learning has to come from them up, right? So it has to be symbiotic. And when you do that... That's, that's empowerment, right? And if there's empowerment, there's invested interest. If there's invested interest, that means that I feel like my dignity has been affirmed, right? And then we now can point and say, yes, it's affirmed. You know why? Because you're made in the image of God. And that's beautiful, and I will always point at that. And that's, and that's necessary for me. Your image bearing this is necessary. Like, I need you. 
You understand what I'm saying? So when you start communicating that to students, like, it's just, like I said, the power dynamic changes, right? Um, one thing I learned, I, I said I didn't want to talk a lot, but here it comes. One thing I did learn, so I have an 11-year-old and a 1-year-old. Pray for me. They both girls. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, um, but we used to have this, like, rule with uh, my 11-year-old when she was a little older. Like, I feel like I don't, I don't need to, if I'm in a power struggle with a child, I already lost. Because I shouldn't be in a power struggle with a child. You understand what I'm saying? Right? So that was that's the way I used to think it. So, so for us, it was like vegetables, it's easy. You either eat them or you don't. But you, you, you don't get dessert. It's simple. You can make the choice if you want. I'm not going to fight you over this. Here's your vegetables. If they gone, you get a dessert. If they not gone, you don't get a dessert. It's simple. You could choose not to eat it. Just don't ask for nothing later. It's simple. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, that's just the way it worked. Now, I come from, again, if you ain't noticed, I'm black. I come from a black family where a lot of times, like, you, until you paying bills, you don't get choices. That's just, right? Like, that's kind of how our houses work. You don't, nobody asks you your opinion. When the bill come in your name, then you can have an opinion. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the way our houses are. So, so it's not necessarily right. It's just how we, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so I'm, I grilled up this asparagus for my daughter, and she likes asparagus. So I grilled it up, put it on there, made a quesadilla, asparagus. I, I just, I tried to figure out something, right? So I made her the meal. She said, thanks, Dad. She got up immediately, hoiled her plate, put the plate back on the stove, and went to the refrigerator. And I got mad defensive. I was like, what are, you, what are you doing? She's like, I'm seeing if there's any carrots. Do you, you know how all the all parent antennas are like, you eat what I give you. <laughs> what do you mean are there carrots? And she said, well, I have a, I just, I kind of had a taste for carrots. And I know, like, if I'm going to eat a dessert, I got to eat a vegetable. And I was like, Got him, right? Because she's right. You understand what I'm saying? So, so at that moment, I was like, okay, so I can, I can flex power right now, right? And just be like, eat the asparagus, right? Which is the way I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, so that now when I go to buy a car and somebody says, oh, it's $2,000 down, I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I can't do it. I don't have... It, I had to like learn in college to talk, go back and say, no, it's no money down because you want you want to buy this. You want me to buy this. I don't. I didn't know how to talk to power. You understand what I'm saying? Because like, I just knew if you was in charge, you don't ask questions. You know what I'm saying? And and so I had this moment with my daughter where I was like, God, I don't want that for her. Like, I want her to be able to say, yeah, the rule is vegetables. I prefer carrots. When you walk into a restaurant and they got a bunch of salads, the, the waiter just don't hand you a salad and say, eat this. No, you get to choose one. And I'm like, what? why can't I do that with my daughter, right? So, so, what's just, so all this is happening in my brain. And then it's like split. You know, yeah, like a million for like a split second. So then I was like, yes, yes, you can have carrots. That's actually it's a very logical, fair thing to do. So at that moment, I was like, okay, lay down power, right? So that, that I felt like that was me. So, so for the next, like, weeks, we, we just never had struggles with dinner. 
because she felt like information can flow upwards also, right? And then stupid me, hey, why don't you, like, ask her before you cook it? Like, how about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, baby, got to taste for what, what vegetable? And I can limit it. I'm the adult. We got, we got broccoli. We got carrots. We got asparagus. What you feeling? You understand what I'm saying? And just, like, rather than being like, eat what I give you. Like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> right? Like, so anyway, all that to say, when we, if we set, if we set up a different power dynamic to where we're all submitted to the Savior, you understand what I'm saying? Like, this, like, I'm, I'm in mutual submission. Ooh, that's, that's Jesus. I'm in mutual submission. Um, I just, I just feel like that communicates. That's something I, I, I wish my youth leaders would have done for me. Man, worth your weight in gold just for that, right? That was, that was great. That was so good. Really good. Please excuse my seat, though. I was, <laughs> I just rapped for an hour. So, like, excuse my seat, yeah. Um, well, let's open it up. Maybe you guys have some questions that you'd like to ask. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't know if it's backlash. I just don't get invited. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? So, uh, cause they, most people like know what it is. Like if they invited me, like, I mean, you know, I'm going to shove a little, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I oftentimes I think I, I want to be known the way that the scripture says, like, let your words be seasoned with grace. So like, even though I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on harsh things, like, I, I try to make it a point to be like, yo, this is seasoned with grace. This is, this is, again, like, truth for the purpose of reconciliation. So I feel like, yeah, thank you, man. I try to, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. 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 That's a good question. What it hasn't always been easy. Um uh and I think I, I ebb and flow like like anyone, any other believer. I have moments where I'm like, I'm talking to an empty room. This is ridiculous. You're right. You know what I'm saying? And then I have other moments where I'm like, I just feel the presence of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think I, I've, I've um, kind of, like, been a believer long enough to know that, like, seasons, you know what I'm saying, happen. But I think for me, somebody actually took the time to teach me, like, systematic theology and like like legit like apologetics you know what i'm saying um like like 
didn't underestimate my ability to understand and like gave me like college level like theology you know what i'm saying and it was and it was college level theology from like the whole world right so like I read Dutch reformers. I read Ethiopians. I read, you know, I read, I read uh, Mesoamerican. I read, so they gave me. I read Indian, like just the so that the worldview would be wide enough. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I think for me, probably for a brain like you're, that you're saying, where it's like I'm thinking about a lot of things, um, like legit, like somebody, like I, and believe it or not, like somebody bought me when you paper books, right? Uh, uh, like Norman Geisler's like encyclopedia of Christian apologetics, like in high school, like somebody gave me that in high school and legit, like I read it, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, I need to, I need to understand and defend what I think, you know what I'm saying? But that was, but that was, and a lot of that was tied to my understanding of like, like I understood, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, but like I understood like the prison industrial complex as like a middle schooler. You understand what I'm saying? Because of the home I grew up in. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, I used to have to give my dad book reports, not, like, the school, like, my dad. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, yeah, so I would say, I, I would say, I'm, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I would say for me, like, like not, like, not underestimating that dude and, like, all right, word, you, you trying to grapple with this? Boom! You understand what I'm saying? Like, here you go, systematic theology. Go for it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Cynical. Yeah. So cynical. Say it again. Oh, thank you. So cynical sits actually in a full narrative arc of an album. Like I don't, I don't think of albums in singles. I think of them as like full stories. You know what I'm saying? So it's a chapter in the story. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes like chapters don't, they don't. Like it's a boring movie if every scene wraps up all the conflict. You know what I'm saying? So, so that song is m meant to not wrap up, right? Because of where I'm going in the record, right? Um, The, the the background um thank you wow that's way better the uh the background is a number of things i'm actually saying like there's multiple layers i'd say the alts, the top layer is what happens when you're not being listened to right dr king talked about writing being the language of the unheard you understand what i'm saying um so the the top the top tier is that right um is why aren't you listening Right. And it, especially if me and you are supposed to be like brothers and sisters, why are you not listening to me? Right. Um, and when and, and when someone sits themselves in the def as the definition of justice. Right. Uh, where like I'm telling you, I'm telling you your problem. You understand what I'm saying? Um, the only response to that, if you're like, well, you weren't like you're not listening to what I'm telling you right now. My only response is to either be angry or cynical. Like, I don't want to I don't want to talk to you no more. So then what happens is now I start noticing the rest of your flaws. You understand what I'm saying? And then and then now in my brain, I'm building a case against you. Right. Um, and and then so that's like the that's that's the top layer. Right. So now as we got into that, um, 
I, I found myself like some very frustrated with some of my Christian brothers and sisters, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I don't understand, like, why are we reading the same Bible? Like, I don't, how, why do I have to say this to you? What? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so then I'm, so now I'm building a case, right? Um, and then the, so then the flip side of what cynicism does is even though I have examples of people that don't fit this mold that I'm building, my brain's already decided, right? This is what it is. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, so even with, even, even with, even with exceptions, you understand what I'm saying? I'm like, this is, I, I'm, I'm already there now, right? Um, so, so that's, so, so that, so that song is very self-reflective to where it's like, I know I'm right. I know what I'm saying is correct, right? And I also know that it's not correct for everyone, right? But I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to leave this yet. You understand what I'm saying? Um, and, and what we find, I, I, which I believe is the biblical principle, is again, is laying our power down. Is saying, even it's not about being right or wrong, right? It's about loving my brother or my sister. So when I can step off that and come into that position, then, then it, that, I didn't do the third verse, so Show Baraka does the third verse. And the third verse is really about when, these, when you walk through this path of cynicism, and it's not just, it's not just race related, this is like, this is couples, this is children, this is parents. Like, you start building a case, you understand what I'm saying? Um, and then what happens is the desire moves from reconciliation to a power grab. It's like, it's not that I, I just, I just want your power. You understand what I'm saying, right? And that's not getting nobody, that's not getting nobody anywhere either, right? Um, so ultimately it's like, it's, it's, it has to do with what wells up when you're, when you're trying to articulate something and you feel like, one, your dignity is not being affirmed, right? And now you're not listening to what I'm trying to tell you. When like a week ago, I thought we were like BFFs. Like what, how you all, how you all of a sudden an expert on my experience? You understand what I'm saying? Like, nah, how about, how about I'm the expert on my experience? Let me inform your thoughts, right? And let's, and let's look at the same, let's look at the definition of justice. You understand what I'm saying? Walk, walk with me to this. You understand? Anyway, that's kind of the idea of the song. All right, we're going to do one more question out here, and then uh, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think moments like this are are big for me. Is like it's not it's not folding your hands and joining like a Coptic church. You know what I'm saying? It's me like forget it. I'm moving to Egypt. We're going Eastern Orthodox. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not doing that. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's staying in the fray. It's, it's leaning into the scriptures. It's understanding. For me, it's understanding that God is, must be riddling and working something in me, right? Um, and bringing out these, these whatever ugliness is already inside of my heart. And then it becomes an issue of, well, this is the weaker brother. You understand what I'm saying? So if, if, like, if a person can't see something that for me and you is so self-evident, like, 
then I, that means I'm dealing with a weaker brother, right? Um, and then, and then, and then it becomes a like, yo, I need to remember, like, like Ephesians two, like remember you two were once in darkness. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so when, so when, I, so when I can do that, it, it's a posture of humility, right? And I would challenge y'all this, even going back to like what you were saying with your church, like diversity isn't always like color lines. You understand what I'm saying? You can have you can have wealth disparities. You can have gender. You know what I'm saying? There's so, you probably have more diversity in your church than you know. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it can, it can come a lot of ways. You know, broken families, connected families, nuclear families. You know what I'm saying? Um, all those things count, and all those things can help shape, right, the the community within, you know, uh, uh, the body that you're trying to create. But I think at the end of the day, it has for me, it has to do with the posture of humility. Um, uh, I, I think. Lastly on that is, um, y'all know Ren Collective, I'm pretty sure, right? So the, they're wonderful. Ren Collective, the Irish portion, anyway. Um, so in 2013, I got to tour with them. And we were backstage or one day on the bus, and, you know, they're Irish, so they're, like, on their seventh beer. Sorry, they're Irish. Um, it's culture. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> culture anyway uh so so we're talking about like heresy we're talking about heresy and like who's a heresy you know like you know you know you know the reform folk they always worried about who's a heretic he a heretic like hey, relax fam anyway um so uh so uh so we were talking about like you know who's a heretic yada yada we're just talking about a couple couple different preachers and so we got to this 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 one dude who the person's not the point of the story but like so we're talking about it and then and then I was like, but, so what do you think about that? And they said, I don't know. He could be on to something. And I was like, what? No. You, we're, we're, he, goes, he goes, well, yeah, I mean, I know what the scriptures say. I mean, Jesus said this a bunch of times, so I'm going to stick with Jesus. But you never know. And I'm like, man, unpack that for me. Like, how are you, like, how are you saying that? And he goes, he goes, here's the thing about you Americans. See how these Irish do? Like, he's, he's like, here's the thing about you Americans. He's like, y'all have only been a, cr a country for about 300 years. You've only been a Christian nation. And then he goes, get this. Then he goes, and I'm not even sure you actually were ever a Christian nation. But he's like, he goes, you have been a Christian nation for maybe, maybe 300 years. He's like, we've been Christian for a millennia. It's been a thousand years, right? He goes, Y'all sound like, y'all are toddlers. You sound like, and you argue like toddlers. So he's like, he's like, y'all, that's what y'all sound like to, 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 to us and to the rest of the world. Y'all sound like toddlers arguing, because you're children. You've only, been, you've only been around 300 years, right? And then he goes, he goes, we've been Christians for over a thousand years. You know how often we've been wrong? He goes, he goes, we've been wrong so many times that now we've learned to just kind of hold this loosely. He's like, I, 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 I'm going to stick with, I'm going to hold to my convictions. I believe what the scripture says. I believe God became a man to save us. But we've been wrong. He's like, we did indulgences for crying out loud. That was wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So he's like, he's like, when you've lived long enough, you just know, you just have a different humility about your, about your faith and your theology. It's just like, yo, we see through a glass dimly. You know what I'm saying? And you just, so, so, so I say all that to say that, that shaped a level of a posture for me, a posture of humility to say that like, yo, like something I may stand up right now 
and put my flag in the sand and be like, this is what it says. You know what I'm saying? Like two years from now, I may run into somebody and go, actually, well, you know, in the Greek, what it, it's not at all what he was saying. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> now I got to go find everybody I said that to and be like, hey, I was totally wrong right there. <laughs> it's not at all what Jesus was saying. I'm, I'm so sorry. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I, so, I, so I say all that to say, like, I think it has to do with humility. All right, lastly, and the last thing we'll wrap up, um, you're in a room of youth pastors and youth leaders. What's one word of encouragement you want to give to them? Uh, man, you, yeah, you matter. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody said that to you before, but, like, legit, you matter. Like, I became a Christian at a youth camp that my eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade Sunday school teacher took us to. And he was a former member of the Mexican mafia, and he, from the hood and he shared the and and it wasn't that day it was like my parents became christians when i was in somewhere in elementary school and maybe four to five years later you know instead of saying after being at church every sunday for all four to five years right his both of his children have wild out like they're not believers but i am you know what i'm saying um i he he blobbed me like you know what i'm saying like you know the little jump on the thing because i was a toothpick always been so I was, I was the flyer, you know, so you jumped on, I had to fly into the river and jump, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and like, but, but what I'm saying is like, I'm in my late 30s and I remember that moment, you know what I'm saying? I still, I'm in my late 30s, I still remember, I still remember Alex like leaving the group and going to the corner and talking to me. I still remember that, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so... I mean, at the end of the day, like you, you matter, and like, and like straight up, like, and it's, and it's not, it's not even like the big things, like it's not even. I saw those. They used to. Uh, it would be Saturday morning, and we'd doorbell would ring, and the minute our church would just be at the door, like, all right, it's time to go. I'd have to go lay concrete with him, like, is he was just it'd be six in the morning. All right, let's go, and I just. So for us, it was like, I felt like our whole church was the youth leaders. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the dudes were youth leaders, you know, because I had to answer to all of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so so I, at the end of the day, dude, like, legit, like, the little things, like, for sure matter, you know. And, and I've, unfortunately, like, I've never told him that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just, and nobody may ever tell you, but. You matter. That's good. All right, let's say thank you to Propaganda.